0: Hey everyone, welcome back. In today's episode of Raising Unicorns, the difference between a direct response ad and a branded ad could determine your success. Did that sound important? Yeah, because it is.
1: Real unicorns know how to stand out and you don't need a billion dollar valuation to do that. On Raising Unicorns, we share everything we know about marketing and how it helps businesses like yours grow by hundreds of thousands to hundreds of millions of dollars and beyond. Welcome back everybody to the Raising Unicorns podcast. I have with me on the podcast today, Kurt Horn, who is our Chief Revenue Officer here at Harmon Brothers. How's it going, Kurt?
0: Good. I'm excited to be here.
1: So Kurt handles a lot of the business development side of our company and works a lot with clients that come into Harmon Brothers and tries to really understand what their goals are and how they're wanting to grow their business. And he talks a lot about what they want to accomplish with working with us and what we can offer as an agency and how we can best fit into their company and how we can help them get to those goals. We work with, I would say, a pretty decent variety of companies that are along different areas on a timeline or even scale of company. Some companies we work with are very small, very start up companies, maybe one to $10 million in revenue, small little bomb pop shops often that are just kind of muscling it on their own. And then we've also worked with companies that are huge, 50, 100 plus million dollar revenue companies. It's interesting as we've worked with a wider spread of companies probably over the last five to seven years, the needs of those companies are very different and they have different focuses of what they want out of their advertising. And so usually on the smaller end of the spectrum, when they're on like the one to 10 million rate, they're really looking for direct response ads. And I'd say on the other end of the spectrum, 50 to 100 plus million dollar companies, they're looking more for branding ads. So we're going to talk a little bit about those two different sides of the spectrum of both the direct response and the branding ads and what the differences are, what the nuances are between the two, how we approach it at Harmore Brothers and how we kind of tackle those two and how to measure those things and how to look at them in, in terms of success criteria. So anyway, yeah. Let's get into it. I've got a few
0: questions, Shane. Some of our listeners may not really understand the difference between a branding ad versus a direct response ad. I wonder if we could tackle that first.
1: The easiest way I can explain it is a direct response ad is something that asks you to do something right away or directly respond to the ad. And So the easiest way I think about it is like it's an infomercial. They're asking you point blank like, call this number now and get this offer while it lasts right now. And if you call right now, you'll get two for one, you know, for the same price. It's asking. asking you to take action immediately. That's why they call them direct response they want you to respond right away. So that's kind of that side of the spectrum. And then the other side on the branding, they're not asking you to do anything to take an action immediately. They're just trying to get a little bit more mental real estate into the consumer to remember the brand. So when the time comes for making that purchase decision, that they're a top brand for consideration on purchase. I'll give you an example of two different companies we're working with right now that are on this different sides of spectrum. On the direct response side of things, we have companies like Sashbag. It's a unique design shoulder kind of satchel purse hybrid thing. But like right now, the focus is to get adoption. Most people don't know who Sashbag is and we're just trying to get people to try the product and adopt the product on a small scale. So like our primary goal out of those ads is to convince them to buy and we implore a number of tactics and methods of persuasion and consumers to validate the product and using reviews, any number of methods to try and convince people People to try the product out and buy it. And I think on the other hand, we have someone like Kodiak Cakes, which is a nationally distributed brand. It's in like Target, Costco, Associated Food Stores. They're everywhere. Most people know, have awareness of them on some level. They're just trying to get people when they go to stores to remember the brand through advertising. So when they're going to purchase something like a Flapjack or Waffle Mix, and they're looking at the aisle and they're seeing crustees, they're seeing Kodiak Cakes and Chimibas, they're like, hey, I remember these guys. I saw their commercial. They're interesting. I'm to try them out, right? We're trying to keep top of mind and hopefully have a higher consideration. So I feel like the biggest difference is that we're ultimately all advertising at Harmon Brothers. We're trying to get someone to buy. It's just a different method of talking to them and the action might be delayed down the road. Everyone says Apple doesn't do... They do big branding things. They don't really care about the sales. It's like, yes, they do. You don't advertise unless it's for sales or to drive the company. You might not be like, call this number to buy an iPhone right now. You're not calling a 1-800 number to order your iPhone 14. But ultimately, the advertising around the iPhone 14, when that decision point comes to get a new phone, it's influencing your decision on what you buy. You're talking to them in a different way. One's more immediate, one's usually latent, and you're just trying to get them to remember your brand and something specific about your features you have.
0: I think that's a really good point, Shane. There's more of a math equation, I think, behind a direct response ad. In other words, how much money am I putting in? How much money am I getting out? What's my return on my overall investment? What's my return on ad spend? And I look at that on a daily, weekly, monthly basis. With a branding ad, it's more what is going to happen over time? How am I helping change the perception in the consumer's eyes of my brand? What am I doing to engage with my audience? What am I doing to be part of the community and be part of my consumer's daily lives? And so there are different things that we're doing. There's different ways that we engage with the audience. There's different calls to action when we look at branding versus direct response. How does Harmon Brothers decide what would be best for the founder or the CEO that reaches out to us? Can you maybe talk through what goes into that discussion?
1: You know this too, Kirk, because you're working on a lot of these business development discussions. But typically, the founders often know what they need at that point in time. From a balance sheet perspective, they know what they need to do, whether it's just direct response. They know whether they're in retail distribution or it's online direct-to-consumer where their biggest channels are. So they know kind of which one they want to go after. We'll obviously talk through it with them. And sometimes we get the occasional CEO who wants to go big branding. And it's not necessarily what they need at that time, especially if it's a direct to consumer brand that hasn't hit that kind of terminal velocity where they're really well known and have other channels besides like a direct to consumer online channel where people can get that. But sometimes you'll have them that'll be like, I want to do a big branding ad. And I feel like whenever that comes up, there's always a discussion of like, okay, but like, we need to talk about this and how we should measure this and how we should actually look at it in terms of what it's going to do for the business and not do for the business. Because we like to have very frank conversations with our clients. Whatever we're going to do for you, whatever money you're going to invest with Haram Brothers, we want it to have the maximum impact for where you are at that stage of your company. And we don't want to go to a branding play if it doesn't make sense for you. We don't want to go to a direct response ad if it doesn't make sense. Kodiak Cakes was an example where we tried to do a direct response. Food is really, really tough. We've done a handful of direct response food commercials. And unless it's something like a protein shake, like Keto Chow, we had a lot of success with them. It's like a non-perishable food product, a little bit more specialty so you can't buy keto chow in the grocery store. It's more of a direct to consumer product online anyway. For something that you could buy at a grocery store, you could buy it at a Costco. That's a really tough ask. And so we tried to do all sorts of different things to make it a more of a direct response ad, and had like a six pack call out. You know, go to kodiakcakes.com and you get your six pack sampler. It has all these flavors. We kind of gave them a discount, free shipping, all this stuff. And ultimately, it was an experiment for them to set up a direct consumer channel because they went to retail first, which is the opposite of a lot of our clients that we work with. You. Usually they start with direct-to-consumer and the goal is to get to retail. They started in retail, wanted to see if they could do a direct-to-consumer channel. They tried everything, different formulations of what their product offering was, the price point, shipping free, not free, and ultimately they just like, this is not working and consumers are not wanting to purchase this. On the next campaign we did for them, we stripped that out. We didn't really do a direct-to-consumer play. We really went into the branding of it and the only thing we did for a direct response component of this ad, I'd say it was more of a branding ad, was just mentioning what stores that it was available. it was available at Target, Walmart, and associated food stores. And that was it. So there was no like call to go buy it. It's just like pick them up at your store next time you're in kind of a thing. And they were able to see much higher lift in retail when that was the call to action, higher lift in revenue and intent to consume versus what they saw when they tried to do a direct-to-consumer play. So sometimes we don't know what works and sometimes it's a little bit of a joint experiment. But that's an example where it worked better for them to go into retail. And I think that's a huge consideration for us as we're talking to customers is what are your channels that your products live in and where are people buying it which that really determines whether we're doing direct response or whether we're doing branding because if you're in a lot of channels you're in a lot of retail distribution it makes sense to do branding and if you're online only and you're or Amazon only and you're direct consumer online if that's your only channel it oftentimes makes more sense to go into a direct response style advertisement.
0: Let's go into that a little bit more. So if someone comes to us for branding are we using the typical social platforms for that or are we crafting a campaign that's different based on that branding objective?
1: So I think channel has a big impact on how we craft campaigns for our clients on their objectives. So one example that comes to mind is the Chosen campaign we did for the Chosen television show last year. The campaign's name was called The Chosen Sucks. Not to be confused how we actually feel. Show's pretty good (laughs) if you haven't seen it. (laughs) <laughs> the idea of the campaign, it was, it was a devil basically teaching all of his student devils how to convince people not to watch The Chosen. And in this like clever way, he was kind of espousing all the like positive things and attributes about the show that were really good, that was driving the devil nuts. It was a campaign that had huge far-reaching platform implications on it because they had a huge billboard campaign that was associated with it. They wanted to do an ongoing series on TikTok around this As while they were running this. They wanted to do ongoing long-form content that would go on YouTube as as well as like the ads that would be running on social media platforms like Instagram and Facebook. And so when we constructed the campaign, we really tried to make it so the content was flexible, where we could recut it so it would play into whatever role that would be on that specific platform. I'll give you an example. So on Facebook and Instagram, that's primarily where they were actually doing top of funnel prospecting with this long form ad that was more of our traditional Harrow Brothers content. But for content that they were going on a continuous basis and trying to do an organic strategy, but still played into this long larger Chosen Sucks devil campaign. They did that on TikTok and the content was built different for that platform. It was built for awareness specifically and trying to get organic views out of it and generate organic awareness. It definitely has like an impact of how we shape the whole campaign and different components of it to best suit the platform that it's going on and to target the objective. In the Facebook and Instagram long form video, there was a direct call to action in those videos. There was a direct go download the Chosen app or in this case, he says, don't download the chosen because it's stupid it was kind of tailored to that in the tiktok stuff it was almost never mentioned and if it was it was more passive it was more just to remind that this campaign was about the chosen but not telling it to go download the chosen it was an entertaining video to raise awareness about the chosen in general right with that campaign where we knew we were going to all these different places we wanted to make sure that each piece of content that we made in this campaign was suited for the platform and was designed with the objective of what that platform form is supposed to do. And like I said, in in that case, TikTok, awareness, and Instagram, YouTube, and uh, Facebook was more for conversion.
0: Okay, so is it true to state then that we can run both a branding campaign or branding content
1: and a
0: direct response content in the same campaign?
1: For sure. For those like marketers who know top, middle, and bottom of funnel, like you can have a spectrum across that top, bottom, middle of funnel. The top of funnel could just be something that's more of a branding piece. The middle of funnel could be more of a direct response piece, and the bottom could be like the web or another closer ad that's very, very focused with maybe a discounted offer. So I think it's very easy to do something like that and have both of a direct response as well as a branding piece in the campaign.
0: And anything else you want to say about that? Because typically, most people reach out to Harmer Brothers to grow their top line revenue, but more and more are reaching out for branding. We're seeing a lot more of that. More are reaching out for strategy, understanding the strategy behind a campaign, behind the content, behind the marketing model, behind the business model. We're able to help in those situations. Is there anything else you want to talk about as we talk about the difference between the branding and the direct response campaigns?
1: The only thing I'd say is I think it like it surprises entrepreneurs or business owners when we say you're not to the point where branding makes sense. When we look at from a balance sheet perspective and they're not annoyed, but a little bit like, yeah, I, I am. And it's like, well, okay, you have to be comfortable with spending this amount of money on this and it not being able to pinpoint a direct response return that we can track very easily immediately and they're like, well, maybe I'm not ready for that branding campaign. Maybe I'm more ready for a direct response campaign. But then when we see those people who are ready and who have awareness and who are ready for the big branding campaigns, they're really excited to move into that. It's almost like a graduation stage, I would say, for people to move into the awareness level of their product and their company's life cycle. Again, I'll reemphasize, we just want to make sure whatever money they spend with Harmon Brothers, it's the most effective money they can because at the end of the day, our goal at Harmon Brothers is to grow companies and that can be through branded effort or it can be through direct response efforts. Our recommendations are always to maximize that. It just depends on where they are on that spectrum of growth. Let me say a couple more things about KPIs. We'll just take an example like Lumi. If Lumi comes to us and they're like, hey, we want to run a big campaign right now. Lumi just barely got into Target about a month ago. They're crushing it in Target right now. And if they came to us and they said, we want to run a big campaign that pushes in-store consumption of the product for the deodorant, we probably wouldn't construct the campaign very differently than how we would do for our previous campaigns that were direct-to-consumer online. We want to raise awareness around the brand and the fact that they're in Target. And that would probably be how we would construct the campaign. The KPI would not be for a conversion event. It wouldn't be for an add-to-card. It wouldn't be for anything like that. It would probably be just for views and vanity metrics and view-throughs and seeing how far we could get people into the actual ad itself and seeing if they could just absorb the information that Lumi was now available at Target and they had a particular deodorant line we were pushing, right? If it was a direct response campaign, the KPIs would be either an add to cart if it was a really expensive product or a conversion if it was a lower priced product like Lumi where it's, you know, 20 bucks, you know, 40 bucks for an average basket size, for example. We'd want the KPI on that campaign to be the actual conversion and we could track that through online conversions. But if it's going to target and it's going to kind of in their system, we don't have that data and we can't correlate that data right away. You have to wait for retail data to come back. So the best KPI you want on there is average watch time, most likely. I would even hesitate to say if you wanted to have an in-store finder because I mean most people know where their targets are. Really, it's about the view through and getting people to watch and engage with the content, potentially comment on it, like comments and engagement in that style because you can set up different KPIs. You're basically losing connection with what the consumer's action is from the time that they see that to when they go into Target and they buy. And you have to wait for Target to give back that information to the advertiser or to Lumi to see how that's responding. You have to be very cognizant of what you can control and what you can't control and what you should be putting your effort into into for what the consumer's journey is to get the product in whatever channel you're trying to get them to consume it in.
0: For the young founders out there, for those founders that are still contemplating and working on their business model and working on their marketing model, it would be a good idea to follow what Lumi has done and follow what Shannon specifically has done and is doing. Take a look at what she's done in the past, take a look at her model, take a look at the way she's approaching the market right now. She's been extremely successful. She would be someone that you would want want to follow and really understand what her underlying principles are, what her marketing model and her business model is, she's absolutely nailed it. And she continues to nail it. As Shane said, she's now in Target and doing extremely well at that. So if you want someone to follow, I would follow Shannon all day long.
1: Thanks, Kurt. Appreciate the time talking about direct response ads and branding ads. Appreciate your insight. We'll talk next time. All right.
0: Tired of playing catch-up on your marketing approach? Plan your whole year of ad content with our video strategy in a day. The Harmon Brothers are known for their ad work with Lumi, Purple, and Shaver. and now we're offering a 20-minute video that helps you strategize your best profit-pushing ad research, messaging, and testing for free. Because a win for great businesses is a win for all of us. Go to harmonbrothers.com forward slash video strategy to save future you a lot of stress with no pitch and nothing to buy.